it's trying to go live anyway. Oh, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a way to start the Sportscast Safari podcast. <laughs> We've really got to do something like get a jingle or an intro so that we can actually do mm. the horrible intro first and then actually, you know, I want have one good of those, stuff in the, in the front, in the foreground going. One of those really cheesy ones with the little jingly <sighs> music, I think. Oh. be amazing. Well, everybody, uh, I guess... Do you reckon we could sing on it? Way. Do you reckon that'd work? Nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, I could try, but... No. It's a sports no. car. It's a Harry podcast. <laughs> Be like in um, Little Britain. All right, the theme tune. Or sing the theme tune. Right, the <laughs> anyway, Sports Car Safari podcast. You are joining. We uh, once we need to introduce ourselves. Co-editor, I'm Andrew Coles. Luke Jackson uh, joining you tonight, today, wherever you're in. I'm uh, in Cambridge, UK. Luke in Adelaide, South Australia. How are you, Luke? I'm good. I'm great. Wonderful. Jealous, as always, but good. No. <laughs> you have no COVID, so I'm jealous of you guys. You, you can... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, Boris, lockdown again, hey? I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Yeah. They uh, they have this habit of, um, of kind of... I've noticed the trend that's unfolding is... They, uh, they kind of treat us all like children. They don't want to sort of break us the news. So it kind of starts circulating as rumours in the media for a couple of weeks and you get these reports from an unidentified source that says more lockdowns are coming and then 10 days later, what do you what know? Do you know? <laughs> so they've... Uh, yeah, a bit a, of a curious a well, well-rehearsed procedure. Exactly. <laughs> so they've just announced that, uh, that pubs have to close at 10 p.m., maximum gatherings of six people these pretty you know things that don't really change your life that much but then there's rumors circulating that there's more coming and it's going to last for six months so who mm. knows who will be jealous of who in uh, in a couple of weeks time so is everyone <laughs> rushing to organize their events or is it just kind of plot along as is for the moment there is definitely a sense of get stuff done while you can there mm. is definitely a sense of that um, and you know the events have just been to, and we've got a couple coming up in um, in a few weeks' time. And there's definitely a sense of uh, yeah, let's let's get these through while we can. <laughs> so um, whether that's responsible or not, when because obviously this attitude is, is not just limited to car events; it's every type of event, and it's people yeah. going to the pubs, and it's people catching up with their mates. There's an event of like you know, sort of an attitude of. Well, if we're going to have this pub night we've been talking about, we'd better do it now. Was there something about the Czech Republic mm. or something that had like a crazy? They've like their infections have gone nuts, and they like to celebrate doing well. They had like a five hundred meter long community lunch table thing across a bridge. Oh, really? Or something. I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably well, even, not the best idea. Hey, look, we're coming free. Hey. <laughs> well, I mean, even over here, like, uh, you know, we were, we were proud, you know, we, we took up this offer. So, so we're no better than anyone, but you know, a couple of, a couple of months ago, Rishi Sonak's eat out to help out offer. And it was yeah. proudly trying to get everyone to the pubs with a half price, you know, half price meal for any restaurant in the country and get everyone out. And then now it's like, Oh no, when you get lots of people in the pubs together, that's, that's bad. Let's uh, stay at home, everyone stay at home. And everyone's going a bit like, weren't you subsidizing us to go to the pub just a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And now, hmm, anyway, it's an evolving situation. What can you say? So, yeah, that's all good. So, um, 
What is it with these events and having absolutely terrible mobile coverage? I, I guess you saw the live, the attempted live stream at Salon Privé yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and what was what, uh, the other one? Was the London? What was the other concourse you went to? Hampton Court the Palace. Hampton Court? Same deal. Same deal. Do they have like mobile jamming towers around palaces or something to try and avoid? these types of things i don't know i think it's just i mean salon privé yesterday was kind of a bit of a uh, has a good excuse it's in the countryside you know it's, it's not near anywhere so you kind of you know and they to be fair they had wi-fi towers sort of erected oh, really? around the, the show yeah so in certain spots it was pretty good and i think that's the mistake i made is that when i tested it didn't realize that i was actually standing pretty close to a wi-fi hotspot <laughs> and i was like oh this is great and then uh, yeah you kind of walk walk away and uh it's uh yeah, I can hear a bit of rain where you are, Luke. Is it, yeah, uh... I was just about to say, if you hear, like, I can hear it over my headphones, so it must be getting pretty loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've, we've had on and off pretty heavy rain at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, in the shed slash studio, there's some <laughs> um, uh, polycarbonate sheets up there that give you direct access yep. to all the noise. So customs, magpies, neighbours, and uh, rain. It seems, but Fantastic. that's all right. It's all good. So if it puts me to Luke, sleep, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Luke, I've got two, two uh, before we get into what we're going to discuss, which is sort mm. of we're going to kind of get into Salon Privé a little bit, which is the show I've just been to, which is um, yep. it's just a very unique place to put it that way. Yep. But I've got two, one one box to update for you. Mm. Two box to updates actually. Mm. You know, last week we were discussing the merits of doing a track days in it. Yes. And the idea and was like, was, well, if there was pining for the fjords. Hmm. Mm. Basically. Mm. And it was sort of the idea of, well, if I do all this work and I do, you know, all this prep to it, there's no reason why I shouldn't do it. I think next Monday I'm going to be taking it onto the track with zero prep. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to have time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the downfall. Uh, this is so the good. downfall of the this, of this the car three is, grand boxster. This is you know, the car's great, it's perfect. I don't need to touch it. Maybe I'll no. go to a track day and then track day well, turns into no prep track day. Yeah. Qualify. That. What's what's the analogy? Prior preparation, preparation prevents, prevents piss, poor piss poor performance. performance. I'm happy with piss poor performance. I'm fine with that <laughs> as long as I don't have a lunch motor. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. No, so one of one of our, our clients is the BMW Car Club and I've some been booked to photograph their track day on Monday. And then I got an email the other day saying, um, yeah, like, do you want to have a crack? Like, you know, if you want to go out for a session or two, you're more than welcome to. And I was like, yes, okay. yes, I will. Yeah. Snetterton Circuit, yes. BTCC Circuit, yep, yep, no, I will. <laughs> and then I've looked at my schedule and gone, am I going to have time to do all this work that the boxer needs before I take it on track? No, I'm not going to have time. Should I say no to this? No, I would not say no to this. <laughs> I will say yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind. I'd love to go and have a go. So, uh, no, very gentle. I, I think um, talking to a few people, I think keep to a sensible rev limit. Keep it, you know, five, six, drive at eight tenths. Yep. Go out there for a 10, 15 minute session, experience it, then put it away and yeah, <laughs> live to live to fight another day. So, yeah, anyway. absolutely. Mm. Well, that's pretty cool. So, um, Oh, that's really weird. Talking about yourself or no? Just uh, no. Nah, sorry, Ruth. Ruth was just doing her lovely check stuff again, and it seems like it hasn't gone live. Ah, 
okay are we gonna have to do this again <laughs> well, i hope not i'm just gonna double it like it's literally i'm just checking facebook i can do the same well this is wonderful radio for anyone uh listening into the recorded version but oh no facebook's going okay it's just youtube wonderful. died which is great i can live with that i can live with that <laughs> Well, I guess while Luke's looking into it, I can, uh, I'll get started talking about Sal and Prevay, I guess. Yeah, go um, through. So, yeah. It was a bit bigger this year. You know, so it's there's a handful of headline Concord events in the UK. Mm. And for some inexplicable reason, they happen back to back within a couple of weeks of each other, which is which is bizarre. And the final one, yeah, Sal and Prevay, it's, it's been running since 2006. It's, it's a very well-respected event. Um, now it's held uh, at Blenheim Palace, which is a wonderful property. I think, you know, it's definitely on the tourist trail of, you know, if you've been to the UK and to that part of the world, there's a good chance you've been to Blenheim Palace. Yeah. Um, it's the birthplace of Sir Winston Churchill. Um, so Churchill was mm -hmm. born there. Mm -hmm. It has the most amazing gardens. The Italian gardens there is just, it, it's postcard type stuff. It's a, it's a beautiful grand palace that overlooks these gardens. And in one of the gardens, they, yeah, they have this Concord event. And, um, you know, the last couple of years have been, it's, it's kind of a, well, okay. It's a bit different to a lot of the other events where, it's obviously it's primarily a sort of a during the week type event and they do have a public kind of a public day on the saturday which they kind of class as the supercar day which is a bit more accessible but during the week that the ticket price to get in includes sort of your your drink and your lunch lunch and drinks package so it's sort of you know at the champagne bar it's unlimited <laughs> champagne at the champagne bar and you, you line up to get your lunch and it's and it's all great but as a result it's it's 295 pounds a ticket to get in um which does kind of limit it somewhat and obviously i'm there in a press pass so not paying the 295 <laughs> um and yeah the last couple of years i've kind of come away from the event sort of thinking that yeah it was okay and it was a beautiful setting but it's probably certainly not worth not worth the money at all and the cars were good but there was nothing there that you couldn't see it you know some of the other concours events um that you can get into for 30 40 pounds you know it's it's you know, there was nothing terribly special about it. But this year, I don't know what it was. This year was very special. This year was very cool. And the, the caliber of cars was um, was a lot higher. I mean, there were seven McLaren F1s. Four of them were, were GTRs. There were two GTRs wow. and two long, two long tails. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, three long tails, two GTRs and two road cars. Um, there was CLK GTRs. There was a whole host of sort of 70s, 80s 90s endurance you know in gt cars there was all your usual lineup of sort of 60s v12 ferraris you had you know the the vintage and veteran cars the motorbikes it's it's just absolutely incredible and and we were kind of walking around pretty speechless you throw in all of the manufacturer stands you get there's a lot of mm. launches happening now and the interesting thing is because obviously we lost three four months of um, of the of this year, all of the launches that were going to happen in that period have obviously been held back to now, and the manufacturer is looking for events to do it to to launch them at, and there's not that many events this year, so you know, Salem Prevay sort of gets the call up. So there is actually a lot of new car launches. Um, Ferrari were doing the press drives for the Roma. Uh, what do you the new think Roma of that? There. 
I, I like heard it. a comment on the live stream that you're like, that looks gorgeous and or something. I like love that. it. Okay. I think the back of it in particular looks stunning. I think it is a very pretty car. It's about the size and the proportions of an F-type Jaguar. It's about mm -hmm. that kind of look. Yeah. I think the rear of it is spectacular. I think the interior is a bit not not the nicest. And some of the switch gear in it is absolutely heinous. In the center <laughs> console, there's this chrome kind of three-tiered, and it looks like it came out of a 70s or an 80s Mustang. Like, right. it's, it's awful. See, I'm not um, so sold on the back of it. Like, really? Yeah, I don't know. Ah. It just, to me, do you know what it reminds me of? Like, mm. early Brera concept stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just didn't seem to... I, I don't know. I saw that. it and I was like, oh, I don't need, uh, or com like Corvette Camaro y style rear lights. You know, it's just a bit, yeah. a bit odd. It's very, it's very I, different. It's very different. I think what I like about it is that it is just a relatively compact GT car. It's mm. not all angles and lines and look at me and look at this. Mm. It's very svelte. I, I like it. I, I think it's a great thing. It's very digital inside. I mean, like there's a lot of, you know, some of the switch gear, which I don't know why manufacturers do this, but there's some little switch panels down by the console, which are like haptic feedback kind of touchpad type things that don't actually have physical buttons. Oh, really? And it's a complete digital digital sort of console. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, not such a fan of that. Um, and as um, a friend, Andrew Metcalf, who was with me, joked, they're going to depreciate like you wouldn't believe they'll be worth. 50 grand in <laughs> six well, years time. <laughs> I mean, they are like, I guess one of the things about it, you know, it's a, it's a front engine V8 Ferrari. Like they are traditionally the ones that dive yeah. the quickest. Like, yeah. you know, the 12s front engines stay around for a while and the mid engine V8s drop, but not as much as front engine V8s. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think it'll do you, do you think it's a needed car in the, in the Ferrari lineup? Do you reckon they're getting too greedy? This... No. Short answer, no. I mean, it was meant to be a Maserati. It was originally yeah. conceived as a Maserati. Well, yeah, um, it looks it looks very much like it should have been the, the new Grand Sport hmm. type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I think, no. I, I think F Ferrari is an interesting, and I, and I know earlier in the year, there was a, a very long sort of 10,000-word sort of financial report circulating about Ferrari, which um, I think <laughs> went viral and then suddenly was put behind a paywall. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, I, th I think, you know, and I guess the gist of that was Ferrari had its IPO back in 2015. Ferrari now has shareholders that are looking to make a return. Ferrari were famously building a maximum of 7,000 cars a year. Now they've increased that to 10,000 cars a year to be more profitable. And I think cars like the Roma and their new, what, Pura Sangue, Pura Sang full drive coming yeah, up. Something, like, yeah. This is the result of, of them. Does it make the brand any less special? And does it make the cool cars any less good? Like, no. I don't think so. I, th I think the cool cars are mm. definitely, you know, they're just in a league of their own, so they're just going to continue on and keep doing what yeah. they're doing. But, yeah, I think it dilutes the brand a bit for sure. I mean, mm. like, you know, there's that, that side of exclusivity that you just, you know, kind of disappears a bit now, isn't it? Mm. Mm. And um, you know what? On, on the Ferrari stand, they had the new SF90 Stradale yeah. and the, f8 tributo alongside each other mm. and i couldn't pick the difference when i walked past them i knew i knew that there were two new ferrari mid-engine supercars mm. 
I couldn't pick them. That they, they are so similar. They just look so uh, similar. Maybe I'm um, handing my car guy card. I don't know, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, couldn't pick them. So anyway, uh, but yeah, it's a cool event. It's a very cool event. There's helicopters for sale. There's yachts and boats. There's a Riva Aquawama there, which I really fell for. I oh, love a boat. Anyway. Love a boat. Mm. Well, that's mm. pretty cool. Um, mm. So you went. You didn't go on any of the public days? You just went on the media, media only day? No, it's pu- public day. Public day, public day? yeah. Right. yeah. But, um, but due to the kind of the, I guess, the ticket price and the whole COVID thing, um, there were, it still wasn't that busy. Like there weren't that many people there, which I think, and they said it was a sellout. So I'm guessing that the, the ticket, they just were kind of limiting ticket numbers. But um, yeah. speaking of COVID, it was, it was a real insight into, I think, you know, you look in the media and you look in the news about what's happening to the UK in the terms of numbers and statistics. And then you see an event like Salon Privé and it, you kind of realise why that is because when you get there, <laughs> The only difference is some signage up saying, you know, please keep two meters. And then we, it was actually very good to get in. We yeah. had to download an app, put your details in. They took your temperature, scanned it on your forehead. But, All the right. car park, but the car park's like about a 10, 15 minute walk away. So it's like oh, if okay. you've just had a bit of a jog from the car park, your probably temperature's going to be up anyway. So whatever. <laughs> but once you get in the gate, it was just like old times. There was no social distance happening. No right. one was wearing masks. <laughs> it was, yeah. you know, when it started raining, everyone crowds under the tents to get heat dry. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's that's why the numbers over here, I think, are, are doing what they are because no one really cares. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Mm. Um. So the cars. Now we we've got some pictures. Mm. For you. Excuse for those watching video. I apologize. I haven't edited all of these pictures yet. They're just kind of straight off the gun. A lot of them. So (laughs) we've actually, we've actually, yeah, we've only got Facebook at the moment because YouTube decided to not pick up on the streams. So um, okay, we just need to. Hello, Facebook. (laughs) Hello, Face Space. Actually, did you want to? Are you? um, Are you using your phone for video, or are you? No, no, I'm not. Could you just do a quick yeah. inst- could you just do a quick Instagram? Yeah. Yep. I will let the people know. Just a story or something and just say hey YouTube's yeah. down, jump on face space. Mm-hmm. Can you say face space? I'm gonna say face space. Face space. I was actually talking about someone uh, the other day about MySpace reminiscing creating backgrounds on your pages and all that kind of stuff. Did you ever do that? I did have a, uh, a MySpace temporarily. I didn't really use it much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird time because MySpace was kind of linked in with music a lot, wasn't it? So. Well, yeah, it was like the, the I guess, the pseudo band kind of thing because you could do so much to... to um, Done. Customize it and you know make it <laughs> make it what you want. But Gift, yeah, Gift City it was really <laughs> live on Facebook. But yeah, some of the cars there was. So one thing while Luke's finding the pictures, yeah, I've got it. I just th- had to bring it back up. Oh yeah, yeah. 
One thing, and, and I apologize if I if I miss something, if we miss something in this podcast, when you kind of hang around these people, you realize that actually I thought I knew a lot about cars, but I really don't. I, I, know, I know nothing about cars. And this, <laughs> and I kind of met Luke Gilbertson from um, DK Engineering. And DK are one of, you know, the world's foremost Ferrari specialists. They have, you know, 20 F40s kind of in storage and they do all of the, and they had an amazing stand. And, you know, it's been a privilege. They had to an kind amazing of stand. Oh, We'll get to that. <laughs> but my point I was going to say is that, like, I, I thought I know I knew cars, but Luke's knowledge of cars of this caliber is ridiculous. He knows chassis numbers. He knows interior trim names. He knows paint color codes. He knows how many were made. So yeah, it's, it's basically an event full of Jordan Roddy's, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so, so, so the photo here. So, so for those, we'll try and be oh. descriptive for those listening auto audio only. There is that's a line of six McLaren F ones, and there's the, the Davidoff long tail uh, the davidoff golf long tail there's the parabolica long tail the famous lark um gtr there's the ueno clinic gtr and then two road cars that's about as deep as my knowledge of that goes <laughs> guys like luke will tell you the chassis numbers of those cars they'll tell you the race results they'll tell you you know who drove them they'll tell you like all of this whole other other level of information which, which is is yeah it, it's beyond me but it's um it's cool. I'm like the kid that just walks around, sort of slack jawed, going, "Oh wow!" <laughs> but, um, um, I've got a, I've got a matchbox of that. Uh, did yeah. you? Did you? So, what were these uh, McLarens lined up for? Was that in concourse or anything? Was it just something yeah. to play? Or? This, is, this was in concourse. So, um, so I think they had. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what class they're in. Um, but they had the, the two <laughs> long tails. Imagine if they had a McLaren class, like a F1, McLaren F1 class. It's like... <laughs> uh, it's yeah, I, 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 I entered and won the McLaren F1. One, one class. class event. One class. <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, no, it's it's very special to see um, those you know cars. And, and look, let, let's be real, that... That was a very special occurrence. That doesn't happen every day in the UK. Like you don't see seven F ones all the time together. To so, see, to see one, you know. <laughs> one or two. Yeah, you, you quite often see one or two, but you, you'll never see sort of seven like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, look, I don't know really what to say. I mean, this is, I guess, I guess that sort of the, the main downfall of events. I feel like Salon Prevé is that you don't see them driving, and you don't you don't see them moving around and sliding about or starting up. They just kind of sit there. So it's great to walk around with the champagne and kind of have a look and, and look at the details, but that's kind of all that you can do yeah. <laughs> really. So I, I like to see them at, you know, at events like Goodwood where you actually see them and hear them and you hear them warming up and you, you know, you smell them and you know, that's, that adds a whole nother dynamic layer to talk about, but um, yeah. no, very cool. So very cool. Uh, what's, the mm. next one, what's the next one you want to do? Well, we've got those. Huh. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the CLK GTR while we're on the subject of yeah. kind of nineties GT one cars and and the stand that DK oh. Engineering brought. Uh, YouTube just decided to start streaming. Ah, welcome YouTube. Hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is fun. Wonderful. Thanks. So YouTube. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you have a picture of that in here that I need to find? I do. Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's down there somewhere. So yeah, mm. D DK had they had a new. A Ford GT, they had a Carrera GT, a 288 oh, yeah. GT. Yeah, was that a crazy looking GT that was there too? Yeah, that's a, a pretty new one, like a, a limited one. They had obviously the CLK GTR, they had an F40, they had a Mura, they had a 250 LM, and they had a couple of other sort of 250 V12 type Ferraris. Yeah. Um, 
and that's one of the trade stands like that they were effectively a you know a, a dealer exhibiting so they're not that those cars weren't even part of the concourse they weren't even entered yeah. in yeah. in for anything it's so just out of control mm. yeah the gtr is um the clk gtr is is something else just the proportions up close and the way they've integrated kind of the hard points from the road car into mm what is quite obviously a GT1 <laughs> car is, um, you know, and this one has the, the, the uber cool plaid, plaid trim inside and it's just the coolest thing in the world. I, yeah, it, it's amazing. Oh, another one with the so, green green tartan inside? No, it had, um, had like a blue and grey tartan oh, um, cool. in this one or a plaid. So, yeah, it's... Um, I feel like they're a car that's kind of fallen off the radar a fair bit. You never... Never even, I don't think I've even seen one before, come to think of it. Um, I've seen the race cars at Goodwood, but just, just so few of them, or there's 25 of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. You just, you just, they must just all be sort of, you know, housed in private collections around the world and sort of never seeing the light of day, really. Um, mm. yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, very impressive to, to see up close. Um, the way, a nice detail i don't know luke if there's a picture of of the rear tail lights but um one thing we noticed is the way that they've molded the um the shot line from the boot of the of the clk road car into the bumper of the gt1 car right because the, the tail lights have you know a line through them where the boot close goes so yeah. they've actually oh, yeah, molded you've got one. Yeah. You know. yeah it's um just, just quite a, quite a, a cool little detail how they've molded in this, this sort of shut line. So it's just there. Yeah, you can see that there. They've, they've molded that in the boot yeah. in without it, but it doesn't open. It's, it's obviously a, you know, a single piece. But yeah, and the tail lights are still split, like the boot would open, and yeah, everything like that. it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and the adjustable little flap there, and um, actually, interestingly enough, it has the most heinous chrome exhaust trims. Like if you saw those on a road car, you. Yeah, but don't most Mercs? They've got pretty terrible chrome exhaust tips most oh, of the time. No, they said they're opening up a barrel. Probably a barrel. <laughs> Actually, on on exhaust tips, the exhaust tips on the Ferrari Roma are awful. They are yeah. heinous. They are just. Ugh. Anyway, we'll get back to that. <laughs> we won't. Terrible. I mean, I, I guess that leads on to like that further discussion about the whole like in place chrome in bumper tips that are not actually exhaust tips like oh. when when i was back selling hsvs back in the day um that was quite an often thing um that a few of the guys were doing was getting rid of those tips mm. and um actually putting in like proper proper exhaust through there yeah it looks so much better um and just you know I mean, it's probably not as good for heat management around a bumper and, you know, being able to 100% fine. control of it, but <laughs> it's fine. Know. While we can still have exhausts, <laughs> one of them nice. Well, that was, do you see um, California passed like yeah, a past new motion today? 2035. No more, no more internal combustion. So, like, complete yeah. ban. Yeah, to be fair, I welcome it. I, I don't think the internal combustion engine is going anywhere anytime soon from an enthusiast no. standpoint. I think it'll be around for for all of our lifetimes. Um, but uh, I think for transport needs, yeah, bring it on. Like who, who needs polluting crappy Ford Focus one four-cylinder sort of 
No, but you get my point. It's like, yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why not why have not? something environmentally friendly for your just commuting and then have something fun for your weekends and your track well, days? And, yeah, you have you your know. classic car and off you go, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but I'm even then, you know, we'll get to the point where battery technology, well, if we keep going down electric battery route, is mm. is battery technology will keep doing what it's done in IT and mobile phones forever and yeah. get more powerful and smaller, more powerful yeah. and smaller every year as technology develops and it'll yeah. just make that, that case for those cars yeah. even better. So yeah, no, exactly. I so, welcome you, electric overlords. <laughs> so while we're talking of electric overlords, what have you got? I want to talk about the Aspark Owl, which was what? at Salon Privé. The Aspark Owl. What is that? Supercar, Japanese supercar, made in Japan. Now they released it. I need to you get my pictures up. Yeah, yeah, it's a blue, very low, insanely low with a white leather interior. Uh, I got lots of McLaren F1, F40. So oh, this was. Yes. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yes. So right. this thing, this was one of the, what, the standouts for what, me. What, what's, what's the brand again? Aspark. A-S-P-A-R-K. And it's Japanese. Japanese. And they had, yeah. So I'm not really a massive one. Most modern hypercars don't really do a lot for me. They had a lot of the Koenigseggs and the Paganis there. And I don't know, they're just a bit wanky. But this, yeah. I saw this and it looks insane. This is one, I don't know if you remember, 2018, 2017, it was kind of announced and it was splashed around Top Gear and they had the, you know, the renderings and some some statistics that seemed otherworldly. Um, I don't remember much. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So they are claiming, I'm just looking here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an electric hypercar. Yeah. 1,985 brake horsepower EV hypercar. They're claiming 249 miles an hour top speed, 400 kilometers an hour. Um, and zero to 186 mile an hour, which is 300 kilometers an hour in 10.6 seconds. Zero to 300 in 10.6 seconds. Oh, that's crazy. Violent. 64 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery um, with a range of 280 miles, blah, blah, blah. I This is, you know, one of the many hypercars that, flashes on our news feeds and and steals the limelight for a day or two and then fades into obscurity and i had long forgotten about this yeah but it is the prettiest thing in real life it is so low and wide and long and just the guard it is just a beautiful car i mean that that's, <laughs> that's similar numbers to what the lotus Vias is about isn't yeah it? that's like yep. under 10 zero to 300 yeah I mean, to, to be fair, like I, I'm no electric engineer, but I assume that you know once the tech is available to do that, it's relatively simple to kind of put it into whatever packaging <laughs> you like. I don't know, but any anyway, make a Mac laptop, <laughs> make an iPhone. True, true, yeah. true. But just anyway, I, I just thought it was a very well thought out, very pretty, very well built. The detailing was very finely considered. Look, if you've got a picture of the interior, yeah. Now, this is the coolest thing in the world. Oh, wow, that's like seats. The... Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. It's like sitting in a single seater. So for those on audio only, your your bum is probably where your feet usually sit is where your calves will be like yeah. up in the air. Like up in the air. So your ass would be a good 
what 300 mil 200 mil lower than your calves yeah it's a proper formula yeah. one driving position with your legs sort of at your you know what kind of torso height mm. and the wheel popping back it'd be chest height chest height chest height yeah, yeah. probably like just below your chest line yeah i just think that's the coolest <laughs> thing in the world that is just insane isn't Did, it were you able to sit in it or not no, I should have asked. But, you should have asked. Yeah. yeah, you should say I'm from Sports Car Safari. I need to need to get in this car. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> full, full Chad spec. <laughs> I'll get Karen to come here and tell you who I am. <laughs> but no, that that to me just and and look, I don't know, I. Don't I don't know much. The about white's it. an interesting if, choice, though. Like white, yeah, I wouldn't, dark, I wouldn't white and dark blue. Yeah. Wow, that's like very, very out there kind of yeah. horrible Maserati spec <laughs> type. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I wouldn't spec it in that that scheme, but just the way it was built and the attention to detail and the quality of the thing and the way it was considered, I just think is it actually brings something new to the table. Like that is yeah. a car that I actually go. That's 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 pretty cool. Um. So wow. well, yeah. I'm, I'm believe that if they can build it, like that's mm. phenomenal if they yeah. can do that. I like yeah. the I like the light blue and gold. That looks sick. Mm. It's like, just a, a very cool thing. Like even the little details there, just behind the front fenders, like mm. those little exhaust duct things. They're quite nice. Follow the line of the car, and they look like they're in yeah. carbon. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's um. Speaking of now, you, so while you, we're on the, you want to sit that way if you're going that quick too, though, like. It'd probably be disconcerting, to be fair. Probably, I don't know if it would be enjoyable to go that fast or not. I'd like to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so you were saying, sorry. The other one, I was going to say, the other one that's completely pointless while we're on the subject, I don't have a photo of it because I literally... Well, I'll, 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 bring it up. Because... I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. No, 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 no. That, that's funny. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we'll get, uh, one another in a minute. one? Another one. Oh, no, no, the, the McLaren had the McLaren Elva. I, I'm, this is what I just say. I don't really care too much about modern hypercars. Like, I'm sure it's fun to drive. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not fun, but just as something to look at and get excited about. The McLaren Elva was there. No, you know, that's their sort of... Did they have that bright blue one? No, it was black with white leather interior. The thing has no roof and has no windscreen. Why would you have white with nothing? No roof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hope it's made out of like pointless. You know, made out of uh, marine grade vinyl or something like that. Vinyl. It looks v- like vegan it. vegan leather. Vegan leather. Oh. Anyway, I it was and they had the new. Um, <laughs> oh. So I bring this up. I just googled just having a look here. There's like this. <laughs> oh, this is great. Hang on, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Hang on, it, this is because you want to see it too. Okay. And share application window. It's like, it's like a news article. News oh, article no. from Singapore. Oh. McLaren Elva caught in rain shows perils of owning a roofless car. Roofless car. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh it looks it looks pretty crazy but yeah like i don't know dealing with that in the rain like okay i i will also say you know for those on instagram that follow you know power slide lover he has made the case to he has single-handedly not that anyone really cared but he's single-handedly changed my opinion of the ferrari monza sp2 i thought that was a similar just stupid way of extracting money from rich people until 
I see the videos of him actually tearing around the, the Dolomites and that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's insanely cool. So <laughs> maybe, and, and look, if someone gave me the keys to an Elba and you could actually drive or ride it one, I'm sure it would be an incredible experience. So I'm yeah. not saying that, but I just don't think we need it. I just don't think it's something that's has any use. And they had, McLaren had the new 765 LT as well, which is their kind of track version of the 720s there yeah i was a and bit annoyed you didn't spend some more time on it because i wanted to have a bit of a better look but i just don't care oh really like uh, yeah hmm. i don't know it's just very gaudy and lots of colors and slashes and and what are you gonna do with it i don't know but Here's i mean it's, <laughs> it's pointless it's pointless because this, there was another company there called td two of the force tdf1 and we're chatting to the guys and it was really, really interesting. I'm sure a lot, yeah, a lot of you know listeners might have read about the TDF one, but basically it's a program of taking sort of 2011, 2012 Formula One tubs. So they've started with Marussia. This guy's actually an Australian guy who's heading this up. Is he? Yeah, he's a guy who runs a um the reason why I know is because of IT mm. world. He he runs yeah. a a, a um, distributor in out of Sydney, I think. Like a big, no, the, big IT distributor. No, no, no. There's there's the guy in New, there New one? Zealand. There's the one in New Zealand called Roden. Roden are doing a similar mm, thing, but they're using one. a bespoke. They're making basically a bespoke Formula One car that you can actually drive. These guys are... Oh, are these the guys that do the restos and runnings of old I think F1 they cars? Do. I think they do some. Yeah. So they've got this this program where they're taking sort of... They've started... They When Marussia F1 uh, went into insolvency, they bought the three tubs and all of the spares and they've basically retrofitted a um uh, i think it's a volkswagen it's it's a it's a four-cylinder to no no no, sorry it's a ford it's a it's a ford um eco boost ford no 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 it was as run in formula they were saying as run in formula two in sort of 2008 2009 there you go formula Mm. two and i think it's a ford it's a it's a it's a four-cylinder ford motor um 2011 or 2012 salvus c31 and mm. the engine is a TDFM, well, it doesn't say yeah. 1730cc turbocharged engine to 9,000, circa 600 brake horsepower. Brake horsepower. So mm. what they're saying is they've built they've they've built this engine, which instead of those sort of saying, instead of needing to be rebuilt every 100 hours or give or take, yeah. it needs to be, it, you get 3,000 kilometers, which is a lot of track time in an open wheeler. Like that's a lot of work. And it's it a makes, very sore neck amount of work. <laughs> It makes about the same power as the Formula One V10 made give or take. It might be 100 down or something, but it's it's ballpark similar and the torque characteristic is ballpark similar. So what they've done is they've taken all of these kind of, you know, 2012 F1 cars that are kind of useless because unless you have an F1 team, you, you can't run one as an enthusiast. Mm. And they've taken all the bits out that make it impossible to run and they've replaced it with bits that you can actually run. So with a team of, you know, two or three people, you can go and do a track day. Mm. And they reckon that around Portimao, mm-hmm. this thing on their second lap out in February, in winter on old tyres, they were 12 seconds a lap quicker than a P1 GTR. Wow, so quick. So if you're going to own a car that you can only drive on the track, not in a series or anything. Yeah. So it's like, why would you have a 765 LT, which is still a really good road car, but is not great on the track because it's on road tires. It has rubber bushes and suspension. It's heavy. It's not that. 
wouldn't you just have a good road car and then go and buy like a TDF one and actually have something that's properly stupid? Yeah, far? especially if you don't have to maintain it. That'd be yeah. as much like that. That'd be unbelievable. Yeah. And that's kind of their point that all mm. these kind of track ready supercars are still very compromised as racing cars and as track mm. cars. Yeah. Because so why bother? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's, yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, the figures and the speeds that, these modern cars are getting up to trying to do that on the road is just crazy like just yeah. madness yeah you just can't hmm. so you see those dash cam videos of you know 720s's clipping cars on motorways and then like <laughs> anyway but yeah if we're talking about stupid things i feel like we need to talk about the uh the engler <laughs> i didn't what? even know this how, do you, how do you spell it how do you spell the angler e-n-g-l-e-r ah. so let me read i found e-l-g n-e-r e-n-g-l-e-r e-n-g-l-e-r so i found a news story when i was doing some research and i'm just going to read the, the the title for you before we tell you what it is and show you the pictures. Oh, cool. Shmi has seen it. Hi, Horrifying. This is Hi, this is Shmi. <laughs> Horrifying Slovakian super quad puts an 850 horsepower V10 motor in a quad bike. <laughs> Horrifying being the first word. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You see those? Did you see the specs on it? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> read read <laughs> them out. Read them out. Sorry. <laughs> There are supercars and superbikes. Why not a super quad? Slovakia's Victor Engler couldn't think of a good reason. 850 horsepower V10 monster, which he says tops out at a ludicrous 350 kilometers an hour. It's a 5.2 liter V10, probably from a Huracan, Lamborghini Huracan. Um, that only makes 610 odd horses, so it has twin superchargers and a titanium exhaust, 0 to 100 in 2.5 seconds with a top speed of 350 kilometers an hour. But here's the thing. It is a quad bike. So it has the riding position of like a, a 90s jet ski. You straddle it. Handlebars from it too, by the looks of it. Handlebars that are really wide and you straddle it and there's one person only and you sit in the middle. It's the size of a car. No, but had, one... who, who was taking the video and had two people on it? Oh, sorry, maybe... You can pillion, have a pillion. Pillion. Yeah, you can have a pillion I saw it driving. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I saw it driving. You could have a pillion passenger. But yeah. it is just, it has, this one had Audi R8 headlights and it had the worst like dub wheels and it was low and it was bright yellow <laughs> and it was just. How old was that news article you found? Um, March 2019. Okay. The website has the latest spec for it. Oh. 1100 horsepower. With 1,100 kilos, so one-to-one in a quad. <laughs> so let me just, I've got on my phone here. If I, if for people on the, I, I apologize. Oh, no, no, I, can, I can put it on Instagram. That's fine. I, I can screen share it, man. I was going to, yeah. This yeah, is, it is, it is just like, I don't know. You can't even be mad. It's so bad. It is so <laughs> you, bad. How good was the turning circle? It looked horrid. I know. You can't even. <laughs> You can't even yeah. be mad. Go on oh, through your inst Oh, we'll get on to yeah. There you go. Zoom in on that bad boy. And I'll see if I can get the noise on too. 
Oh, that was the noise from the TDF one, actually. So that's the noise. Oh, that's the F1 car. Yeah. That's the TDF one. That looks... But yeah, look at that. Just pause and pause it. Can you pause it? I... That is just yeah, the me, most... Let's go back again. Heinous thing. There you go. Look at that. But you reckon, look at this dude laughing. Can you see him laughing? <laughs> Actually <laughs> laughing. That dude, hang on. Let's see if I can zoom in on him. Oh, no, it's not increasing the video. This oh. dude in there is like having a... That dude facing us is having a proper <laughs> giggle at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you look oh. like the biggest... Oh. Look at him. Oh my but goodness. It's, oh, oh, it's, oh, <laughs> it's, but you know what I mean? It's just so bad. It's oh, so it's... bad that how can you hate it? Like, how can you hate something that is that much of a train wreck? I don't think you can. I, but, it's, and, oh. the, and the worst color to pick ever, too. So, we're just saying, we just had a comment. How is that a quad bike? The reason is, well, technically it's got four wheels and it has motorcycle handlebars and motorcycle twist grip and, you know, like gear changes on the foot. Like the controls are exactly like you would find in a quad bike. Um, but it's the size of the car and, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's horrendous. Look at those. Imagine, is your, I feel like the person who would buy this would also park it in the motorcycle park spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like take up ten motorcycle parking spots early in the morning and just park their their quad bike in there. <laughs> well, it's a bike. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. Have a look. Have a look. Look, that's the, that's the latest specs. Eleven hundred horsepower, three hundred and fifty kilometers an hour, two point five. Gotta hand it. Anyone that actually does that on that. I, you're more of a man than I am. Like, <laughs> good on you. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's something special. No, oh, I keep skipping that one. Is that unique? Yeah. After years of hard work, the vehicle is now a reality. Falls into no known category. That is true. It does not fall into <laughs> a known super category. Quad. Yeah. Oh, what a buzz to say. We believe that soon other automotive manufacturers will join us and enrich the Super Quad family with their own creations. <laughs> hey, where's that dude who built that like STI quad bike in, in New Zealand? Yeah. That thing was kind of like, like a, that. Well, that thing was like uh, yeah. NZ STI quad. Hopefully yeah. that's enough words to not bring up anything horrible. Yep. <laughs> That this thing, I remember. Do you remember? Oh, I remember that actually is a quad this. bike. Well, yeah, that actually is like, a, the quad. Yeah. Are they selling those things? Uh, no, I think this guy's no. just about me. Oh, gallery. No, I think he's just S Subzilla Gallery. I don't know what that is. Yes, look at that gravel rally wheels and everything. Oh, I remember when this thing came out and just frothing over it. Look at it. If you got to have a go on that, how long would it be until you tipped it? Oh, I would be like pancake for sure. Yeah. I would not trust myself to, to have Oh, it's got that. Lenzo wheels as well. I forgot about that. Look at them. <laughs> Look at but, oh, that's amazing. But yeah, I don't know. Hey, look, I don't want to hate on people. The world's a, a better, funnier place with hilarious, insane 350-kilometer-an-hour quad bikes. Bring it on. But Yeah, also, but this is this is the thing that you'll be I able to tell it. you. This, this is, <laughs> what was what was the uh, the crazy electric scooter thing? Was it the, the, the Sinclair something? 
Sinclair C5. Yeah, yeah. Sinclair C5. You'll be able to – this is, this is one of those moments in life where it presents itself very rarely where you'll be able to say to your kids, I was there when that thing was launched at Salon Privé. And it'll be like, what is that thing? Nobody will know what it is. And then there'll be some like retro, <laughs> whatever the next version of Instagram is, there'll be some like yeah. 2020 retro page or something in like, yeah, yeah. in like you know, the late, 20, the late 2000s somewhere. And it'll be like, look at this retro stuff. Look at this. Oh, these crazy people. I can't believe they built that with fossil fuel but, in it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the thing with the, with the Sinclair C5, which I think that they you actually- You should have gotten a photo on it. You should have gotten a photo I should. I should have. I this, really It's just, again, one of these times. Imagine mm. if your dad came to you now and said, look at, look at, I, I got a photo on the, on the Sinclair C5. You'd be like, <laughs> whoa, you're the coolest. <laughs> the thing with the C5 is that that's, that was just about 30 years ahead of its time. Like that solved a question that, kind of is being asked today like the Sinclair C5 is actually a really brilliant piece of design that answered a really good question that society needs like how do you get around cities in environmentally friendly fast easy ways yeah. with not being on a bicycle you know I don't think I don't know what question I, this answers I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever I don't get it anyway whatever how, how how did you see the turning circle on it though like when it was there it was not nice it was I uh, know I, whose, whose Instagram page was that on I think it was on Duke's Maybe. Yeah, but that was it like was. it was like mm. trying to get into a spot, and it was it was like watching Austin Powers getting stuck in the <laughs> side of the thing where he's just like rrr, 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 trying to get around. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to park that thing or get oh. around a hairpin, like trying to get around a tight ninety degree left hand Could turn you... inside London or something? Imagine riding it with a straight face. <laughs> I'd need a helmet. I'd need a. Full face helmet, just to. Oh, your blue bell would go perfect with I that yellow. Like such a douche. <laughs> look like a douche wearing that helmet as it is without hitting on a eleven hundred uh, horsepower. Like. Eleven. Sorry. The super quad, super quad. Get it right. We've sh we've shut on this poor guy's project long enough. No, so, I, I look. I'd like to. Anyone who can build that, well done to them. I just don't see how. It's I think it's rad, but yeah. also. So now, the other most random thing yeah. that we found, and I have it in front of me because we, at the end of the day, we didn't have one. Oh, this is that. Hang on. Oh, no, that was on your Instagram. I can bring that up. This is Koenigsegg Energy Drink. And it was on the Koenigsegg stand. They had the Regera and they had the concept of their new sort of four-seater type car. This is Koenigsegg branded energy drink. And it is. Is it green? What it taste like? Green Power Edition. It tasted awful. Glean Citron. Green. Citron and Flader. Fla Flada. I'm bastardizing that pronunciation. Apologies to anyone <laughs> who speaks, um, who speaks uh, Swedish. Swedish. Citron and Flada. Functions drink. <laughs> function drink. Function drink. Helps function you function drink. better. 100 and five milligrams of caffeine, 330 mil Cosrad drink. Anyway. I'm, I'm disappointed it wasn't like a carbon fiber can or something. Like, Yeah. I but Like pre-preg carbon. It tastes horrible. Like we, we, we opened one up just for a try and it was, it was <laughs> awful. Um, but yeah, I just think Koenigsegg branded energy drink. Great. Rock on. <laughs> 
and, and it's not the thing I like about it is I don't think it's you know like a lot of manufacturers sometimes will rebrand a you know another drink just for a promo yeah. thing or for a show or something. Pull, I think pull, this pull actually the, pull the can off and it's like Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull underneath <laughs> or something. I think this actually is a product that they are marketing. Like wow. I, I think they've actually put their brand to this product. So, did, did you Google um, it? No, no. I I just look. It even has their. The, the little Koenigsegg logo by Green Power Edition. If I hold that up, you can see the little ghost logo, which is on oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. all of the cars. So there you go. That's, um, whoops. Anyway, wow. we don't need to dwell dwell long on it, but I just thought that was um quite a, a unique little unique little tidbit. So maybe it's, uh, hopefully it's not, what was um Rich Energy, where it's like an energy oh. brand that doesn't actually exist anywhere or anything? Did you read the Jalopnik story about the, um, one of the, the writers who actually tried to buy a can of rich energy. I think it's still on Amazon. Yeah. Have a look now. You can yeah. still get it. I really should get some just to, to see if it exists. Try and find but, it. Yeah. No. Anyway. Oh, so no, it's just a collaboration with a Swedish energy brand called clean drink. Ah, okay. <laughs> a drink called clean drink. That's like filled with all that stuff. 105 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> just have water. An espresso. <laughs> but that's, could she, couldn't, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that, why a, a, a supercar manufacturer, I guess. Well, no, energy. It's, like, it's like you want to do your 300K run? Well, have a shot of this, have a, have a swig of this, and then off you go. You'll be all amped up and ready. Ready to go. Ready Makes to go. Sense. I'm sure this, this is a tax dodge. I'm sure there's tax <laughs> No, it's just deal. a branding thing. Swedish brand, Swedish yeah, brand, off they go. I mean, yeah. that's like uh, the Brabham um, collaboration with the audio brand too. Have you seen that? No. Speaking of the not. Brabham that you you saw there too. Rose we Carrigan. actually, we had, after a few uh, a few glasses of the, the champagne, yeah. we had a good chat to David Brabham, and he oh, is awesome. the most amazing man. Is that him he off gave us, in the left? In yeah. yeah. It's him, him off to the left. He gave us his time. Yep. Um, he humoured us because I am sure that our knowledge, as I've already said, our, you know, my knowledge is not great, and his knowledge is great. And, um, you know, I remember one particular comment we were sort of talking about the day, and we – we made the comment about how amazing it was to see seven McLaren F1s there. And he came straight back with, he's like, yeah, the Lark car is, is the most amazing one for me. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, that was the team car when I won the championship in 96. I never drove that one, but it was the sister car in the team when I won the championship. And he's like, I did a lot of the development work on the long tails as well. I never raced them though. And we're just, yeah. okay, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah but he's but, a very lovely man. Like um, I, mm. the same similar kind of experience that I had when I did the premature the Adelaide rally and he was mm. he was driving in that and we stopped at Tail and Bend and just yep. went up and started speaking to him and again yeah no no yeah you know just friendly and gave time and yeah super knowledgeable yeah. and stuff it was really cool yeah it's really cool mm. and I gotta say it, it's so good to be in an event in the UK and look we've I've got my not my doubts I've just got my questions about Brad and where they're going but it was so cool to see a car that our mates have built like I on yeah. such a world stand. I think that's uh that was just a, it's always a special moment to, to see something that, you know, is a product of Adelaide on this global scale and it looks a hell of a lot better than that quad bike. So if that was a product of Adelaide, I'd probably be, you know, let's keep walking, but yeah. I'm proud to say that the BT 62 is built by, built by, you know, our, but, our city and people we know. 
So. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's where I was going with like the clean drink and Koenigsegg and stuff like that. And that mm. kind of like, uh, I guess, uh, comradeship for your fellow countrymen type of thing in yeah. in, in these types of circles. Like this is um, Brabham oh, yeah. website. So what they've done is they've done a partnership with Current Audio, which is an Adelaide-based high-end audio manufacturer. I didn't know that. Yeah, so what they yeah. – it was only last month. And what they do is um, – you can order a system with liveries matching your car as well um, and yep. kind of like a bit of toing and froing mm -hmm. as well. Um, but, yeah, like crazy high-end stuff like... $350,000. Yeah, ranging up to. Ranging up to. Speaker and amplifier system. Yeah. That would sound amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway, oh. they look amazing yeah. too, but like livery matching stuff. So, yeah, I think it's just yeah. the energy drinking kind of exact thing is very much one of those like... Let's collaborate. Mm. And, you know, get. I'm sure it wasn't. Over, I'm sure it wasn't a collaboration over Instagram DMs. But no. Like, <laughs> yeah. You want to You want a collab? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, talking to David. Just, sorry, just back mm, on the brand. Yeah, yeah. Go. I, don't, I don't know. Obviously, he didn't tell us anything. Anything secret. In fact, we tried to ask him. But they <laughs> uh, next next year are launching their road car built in Adelaide. He told us that the. Um, the BT62 won't race. We did ask him about Lamar and he said, no, it's, it's not going to race because it's, it's just not eligible for anything. And he said there was. Would it be competitive cut. in that field? Like probably not. Probably not. I mean, it would be, wouldn't it? It'd be very competitive in a GT3 type field. Definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. but not in the, he said they had one client who was going to race in Brit car, which is a sort of a run what you brung endurance championship over here. Um, but they kind of COVID put an end to that. They pulled mm. the, the entry and he said it won't race um but he did say that yeah that they're on track with their road car and that would be a fully homologated road registrable road car built in adelaide um and, and the interesting thing about year. them so, too is they're building them in left and right hand drive and mm. whatever whatever you want which is kind of cool yeah so yeah so that was that was um one of the highlights of the day it definitely was was chatting to, to david it was very cool um so yeah one more thing i'd like to talk about and You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful with this. <laughs> you, could, Rick, you, could, you could just be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm okay. going to be nice because no. because I, I'm I can definitely see both sides of this coin. But I think I would sort of default to the other side of the coin from this chat. Our friend Rick, Sprite Photography, if he's listening, Rick and I were were chatting, and we we got chatting to the owner of an F40, and he was a really nice guy. He was very proud of his car. Um, that as you would be, play, as you would be, well, and it was and in the Concorde. I take it was in the Concorde. It was um, it was the most incredibly original F40 you've ever seen. It had two thousand seven hundred kilometers on the clock from new. Wow, um, you've got some pictures of that one up here, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it was original down to just. Is that know, is that? Hang on, I'll bring out the picture. Is that is that luggage I see in the front? In yes, the yellow bag? it was. Yes, it was raining at the time. So he, he did earlier, he did have the, the Shadoni matching luggage out, but but he had put it in the car um, just as it was raining. Um, he had the watch, the delivery watch that came with the car. Yeah. Um, did he buy a new? No, he's the okay. second owner. Right. He said he bought it off an 84-year-old gentleman that hadn't driven it for 10 years. He drove it last when he was 74, wow. scared the shit out of him and parked it for 10 years and didn't touch it since. Um, it had the weave that they talk about 
um, you know, where you can see the Kevlar weave through the paint if it's original. It had all of the markings. He was sort of showing us around the car. It was a very lucky privilege to, to be shown around this F40. And he was so enthusiastic and he was so friendly. It, it was literally like meeting a, a guy with, uh, I don't know, you know, like a really nice 240Z or something at a, at a Cars and Coffee. Like he was just really, really enthusiastic about it. And he opened it all up for us. And um, yeah, he was like, sort of pointing like out. Like one of those guys that has like the restoration folder of pictures in his Yeah, car. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was, he was like, like that. You're obsessed about it, but you love it. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and he was pointing these bits out and he was sort of showing us how original it was. And there were a few bits where, you know, the, the classic one is, you know, an F40 is being pranked because the, the welds on the repairs will be better than what the factory did. So if it has good welds on the back, you know that it's, <laughs> it's been pranked. <laughs> and this had pretty dodgy welds on the back. <laughs> And, um, and, you know, little things like you flip the fuel cap up and inside there's the, the, the decal that says, you know, unleaded fuel only. And he said, you like, you can't replace that. So if they've been. Oh, my goodness. That is Fiat 124. That is. <laughs> door, door lock. Door lock. <laughs> door lock fin. Yeah. The, the Kevlar was unmarked on the floor. It had, right. you know, the bits that are supposed to be black were black. It had, you know, the original windscreen. It's got the sticker on the the bottom of the windscreen with the tire pressures you know yeah. which if you obviously if you replace the windscreen you lose that yeah it was just a, a very a preservation thing it was it was an as new f40 mm. but here's the rub and this guy didn't drive it he trucked it to the event he doesn't keep it at his house he stores it at dk engineering and they prepare and clean the car for him and they bring it to the events and he said that he hasn't really driven it. He he's had two F40s before. He said, but this one, he said he he said that he wanted to do the show circuits that he wanted to do with the car, and then he was maybe going to drive it. But he'd had this thing for two and a half years, and he spent six years finding it. He said it took him six years to find an F40 that good. He'd looked at um, he'd looked at about twenty to twenty five other cars and turned them down for various reasons. And I just think that. I would want to have an F40 that has 40,000 kilometers on it and rock chips and I can just go and drive it. I don't think I could own an F40 and not look at it, not have it in my garage, not go and drive it on Sundays, not, you know, I don't know. I just don't, uh, I don't know. I Like I get his but point. You, I get it. You're, but, com you're coming from somewhere uh, who you haven't owned one. No, he's, owned, he's, owned, he's owned two in two already, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's had two and he's, he, obviously wasn't he's obviously very fastidious and mm. and went you know what i don't you know my other cars are not presentable enough to be in the league of these other vehicles that uh, of the at these events and mm. so he's found that and he's doing it and i mean obviously if and that's if that's what he enjoys doing then that's what he enjoys doing I'm, i and that's know? why i like i get that and also there's the financial flip side that i i think get obviously he's wealthy but i don't think it was you know mega wealthy and i think it represented a large part of his uh you know potentially you know could have represented a large part of sort of retirement savings and you know you could have the money in the bank or you can have an f40 and an f40 is sort of a, probably a better investment at the moment than a superannuation fund is so there's an argument there that you know you could do it for a while and and not you know and if you drive it you're going to devalue it and all this sort of stuff so well, yeah, I, I, you will. I completely get it but mm. also if I had an F40, I'd be Sunday morning, 6 a.m., third gear, on boost, <laughs> a little bit sideways, a little bit scared. You know, like that's Can you what imagine I want the temptation? Car. Can you imagine the temptation if you had it? It'd I know. Be like, I don't want to drive it, but 
oh, I'm just going to do it. Like, you, gonna... you, just, you just you just go and do it, wouldn't you? Like, it's like me like stressing of doing a track day on Monday without doing an oil change in the box. Drive. I'd be like, I shouldn't drive this F40. I don't want to put stone chips on it. But the weather's nice. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, that's what you'd want to go. And, and I would specifically go and buy a bit of a tatty one that's mechanically ace that's done, you know, like that one that DK was at the concourse, you know, that done 110,000 Ks and you weren't too scared about it. And you could actually go and use it. Like that's what I, what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Just seems a bit of a shame to have such. And look, I know that we need people preserving these cars and I know that yeah. some of them do need to be preserved and looked after. So I, I get it. And I know that there's a joy of concourse and showing, but just saying it's not for me. And I just, yeah, I feel like a car like that needs to be, to be driven hard. Did, and did, often. did you listen to spikes? That episode of spikes about the, which, oh, so well, um, like, like spike was talking about Farrah, I think about the whole, like, buying low-key cars and driving them yeah oh yeah 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 exactly you remember yeah. hearing that so their, yeah. their argument yeah. was always like a low-key car is going to drive the best and they want that new car experience of experience. that car from that area so yeah. what else do you do you don't restore one because it won't be the same you buy one that's low-case and drive the crap out drive it <laughs> yeah. yeah and and the money you lose on that is what you're paying for the experience so yeah yeah, exactly. And I, I look at those things like I've seen a couple of XJ220s with like 800Ks on it and stuff and you go, oh, I just buy it, yeah, put Ks on it. It'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, look, it's maybe it's a personality thing. I've I've never been a, a massively fastidious car or anything. Like I've always been a bit of a just go and drive it. I still like to think I look after them, but I'm not, you know. Make cats and kids cry. Yeah, I know, but I don't care. I'd rather just take it for coffee and you know, mm. I don't know, but that's mm. that's me and that's that's them. So it's it's fine. But, but uh, you know, that's also mm. part of that that thing of like, why would you go to Cars and Coffee every Sunday and not go drive your car anywhere else? Like, mm. you know, unless it's unless it's like something like a I don't know, a Cadillac or something or whatever. Like you know, yeah, it, all these people with these cool cars that just end up rocking to cars and coffee and not actually going driving it's almost a similar argument you know they yeah. that's, i mean that's obviously something that they enjoy doing and for whatever reason that's what they want but yeah hmm. don't know like there's a lot in it it's a very there's there's a lot tied up and and if we're really gonna to, to be fair a joke but yeah actually would it would actually be interesting to speak to some sort of a psychologist about actually unpacking this and what people get out of their ownership. And for some people, it's not the driving experience. It's the friendship. It's the the nerdery. It's the the, the, the joy of like, there's, there's a whole lot tied into this that doesn't relate to just driving the car. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can just argue at that point that it's like, it's, it's an art piece really like, mm. you know, you can't do again, same thing, devalue, destroy, you know, like, Mm. you drive it more and you get a stone chip you got to get it painted then what happens to the originality and well, then it's not original anymore and then, yeah and then you lose yeah. and then you lose that premium that you paid for it and i guess that like mm. you, you know that is a very exclusive car to have a car that age original with everything with it that hasn't been lost yeah. over time yeah. um and the only thing that would be better is if you had the car from brand new really um yeah. but <sighs> yes yeah, you know, and it, it could be that maybe he's got other cars that he can do that with. And he did. He has other Ferraris. Yeah. So, so uh, this is just uh, that other one that yeah. just sits there. Yeah. Man. Uh, be too hard. Too hard. I, just, I, I am not strong-willed enough. <laughs> 
Like you'd almost, this is going to sound hilarious. We're talking about cars we're never going to even hope to afford, but you'd almost need two. You'd almost need like a ratty driver F forty, and then and then your museum piece to to get that. <laughs> but they but they are these these cars. You don't you know, like. Well, there's enough got, of them. There's enough of them, and mm. and look, if you've got the liquid cash in the first place, you put the money in, you take the money out. Like you're not going to lose the money. You can yeah. you can sink a million bucks into an F forty, drive it for two years, and get your million bucks back again. Like it's you can do it with these cars. It's it's. If you've got the liquid assets, you know, the liquid cash, you can do it. But yeah, I don't know. If We're you, talking if, above if, our if, station if, here. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just say you happen to stumble across a Australian delivered 6.5 Mackinac with 2,000 Ks on it. I wouldn't buy it. No, let's, I mean. well, I know, but let, mm. let's just say. Yeah. Similar thing. Would you want to drive that and destroy it given what they're going for at the moment and the fact that there's an availability of cheap ones, cheapish ones that um, you can go and thrash. I look, I, I just wouldn't buy the car. I just <laughs> I'd, I'd buy a, I'd buy a nice, a nice, but driver one. I'd buy a 300,000 kilometer boxster. <laughs> says Andrew. 200, 200, 200, 200. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, just an interesting, interesting point of you know I'm not I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not saying he's right. It's just an interesting point of consideration, and, and I completely get get <laughs> that. I get it, but also <sighs> I wouldn't have the restraint to do that. So <laughs> no? no, no, none. Michael Busby drive on dirt. Yeah, well that's 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 one way to turn a, <laughs> a mint two thousand kilometer six point five into now. Into a really speaking one. of boxsters. And doing track days. Yeah. I believe uh, you got some practice in. No. No. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. No. I have to. Oh, man. I shouldn't have done that to you. <laughs> Makes me look like a chav. Anyway, maybe I am a chav. <laughs> hey, well, if, uh, if old mate. Duke of London can do it. Nah. To my defence, the car didn't doesn't really have a limited slip diff, so I need to sort that out. I feel like you didn't do enough. No, I think I'm I'm a firm believer that if if you're gonna do it, you know, like a, a car park skid or even a burnout, if you're able to, I think I think you've got to do it well, and you've got to do it short, and then you've got to just leap. I think if you if you kind of hang around so no what, did, what did you guy. do what did you do andrew i didn't do anything <laughs> allegedly that's <laughs> 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 uh, the anyway. <laughs> as if you wouldn't do that it's a bit of a um i will say it's a, it's a bit of a thing in the uk like you go to the um you go to the car park of goodwood on a wet goodwood day and it's yeah bloody benzes and m3s and caymans just left right and center sideways it's yeah it's good fun it's a good thing it's a good time you guys have abundance but, of grass and abundance of water so an abundance of rear-wheel drive cars and so, abundance of rear-wheel drive cars <laughs> Thing had no traction though. Big fat wide wheels, no traction on the white grass. Anyway, nothing. Whatever. 
Let's change right. the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Skids, please, <laughs> George. <laughs> uh, anyway. Now, did Andy do the same thing? Because oh, actually, I feel yes. like it would have been better if you both synchronized it and videoed it. And Well, been. actually, how, how it happened, he, he did. He did, except <laughs> I was kind of gone by that point. And... Um, and what started it was there was a guy doing actual donuts in a Cayman, like a 718 Cayman. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, we can do that. <laughs> we're the same. We can in do the that. grounds of Blenheim Palace, lowering the tone a little bit. So can you imagine anyway. the dude coming in on Monday morning, like after everyone's been through there, the groundsman, and just being like, <laughs> Mate, it happens every year. Every, every year. Every year. Any car event, every mm. year. Mm. <laughs> anyway, allegedly. <laughs> so what was the one car for you? That's a very good question. Because there was a it's lot really... like it was just all dream car mm. stuff, really. It's almost an impossible question to, to answer at a, at a show like that. It's um oh, it's, what was the go with the that stuff of your dreams? It's yeah. yeah. What do you I mean? How do you pick? Do you what do you what, oh, I don't know? What's the criteria? 60s, 60s Ferrari, like a two two fifty short wheelbase, or a McLaren F one. Like they're both they're both insane cars in their own right for different reasons. You know. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Um, I think I think this is going to sound soppy, but I think just just going and seeing them and walking around and like I think that's enough. <laughs> you don't need to. What was that thing by touring that was like? Hey. Because we kind of you, we skipped over that, but that is worth talking that. about. Yeah, because that, that, that was mm, crazy. The world premiere, and that is a car that had one of the most useless functions I think I've ever seen on it. <laughs> but at the same time, so insanely cool that I'm completely on board. So it's the Touring, so it's Touring Superleggera. It is the. I'm gonna have to quickly Google and find out what it's actually called. Well, it um, looks like it's based on like an F12 or something, is it, or an H12? Well, yes. They it's look based like on a based F on an H12. And the only, but they did a, a really brilliant job because the only thing that gave it away was the dash. When oh, you I picked it up on the wheels just then. So the wheels, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off wheels. Yep. So it's the, um, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to work out what it's called. But yeah, the, the dash gave it away, but otherwise it was just a really, nicely designed it's got the, the fins kind of the dorsal fin down the back which kind of harks back to you know the d-types and a lot of the old alphas that touring um used used to build um mm. but it's got a um an angle you know that that sticker on the back on on the dorsal fin it has a, an angle guard for the the active arrow it's got the wing that pops up at speed and is it has that, a little um did they just do that for the event or is that like i don't know I, don't, I hope it's a thing. I mean, it's completely oh, really? pointless because it's computer controlled and you can't see it from the car. So, like, who cares? But also, bring it on. Like, that's rad. <laughs> okay, it's called, a, a, it's called an Aero 3. Aero 3. Touring, I think so. I think you said they're going to build 15 of them. Um, and, yeah. Like, that, that kind of looks very much like early alpha, like early those early Disco Volante alpha type things too. Mm, like, you know those yeah. ones? Yeah. Yeah. That Turing yeah. did too. It's that style of style of show car, and yeah, I mean, you're never going to see another one of them out there, and yeah, drives as well as an A12. Yeah, like bring it on. I think it's I think it's great. So, well, I guess you know, it's it's almost like I feel like that's that's where people should be. 
putting their monies into like bespoke built mm. kind of supercars rather than you know manufacturer built kind of hypercars yeah. like these kind yeah. of really unique mm. crazy things it's pretty cool yeah it's um i think it's the future i, I think is you know we're talking about la 2035 no internal combustion it's going to get harder and harder for manufacturers to homologate new hypercars but i think you will increasingly see I mean, a that the resto mod scene with the likes of Singer and Alphaholics and you know GTO engineering with the two hundred and fifty short wheelbase that will continue to explode. Yeah, um, and then I think also, yeah, this kind of sort of one-off, you know, bespoke as they did in the twenties and the thirties. You know, the one-off bespoke builds or the, the short run limited production, mm. where you can be hyper niche about what you want and hype, you know, really express because we've reached the point where cars are as fast as they're going to be. They handle as well as they're going to handle, but give or take, but you know, we're pretty much there. So, so from here on out, it becomes an expression of what you want out of a car and what you think is, is nice. And I think that's, that's where we're going to head. Cause I mean, we're, we're kind of like living in an age now where, um, cars generally are, are getting pretty decent at drive. You go drive a new Kia, mm. you drive a, a new, Hyundai or something, and they actually don't drive terrible, right? The fit golf is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you don't yeah. like you don't the fit and finish isn't there, and the quality of the materials and things like that. Mm. But overall, mm. they're not like you know horrible, horrible. You know, it's, they're not terrible to drive. So, no, I guess yeah, the whole uniqueness of having a bespoke built car is is going to be the future. Yeah, so especially with electric yeah. cars, you do wonder if electric cars are kind of going to become like appliances where we'll churn through them pretty quick. Like 100%. Whoever, 100%. Thought, whoever thought that they'd have yeah. a phone, you know, 30 years ago, have a phone that they'd turn over every couple of years or every year. I I think oh, you've started me on another rant and I'll, uh -oh. I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to avoid it. But I think, I think the greatest swindle, and I think we're going to see this in electric cars, the greatest swindle of our generation is how, big business and capitalism has found a way to turn the environmental nightmare and the environment, you know, climate change into a commercial sales opportunity. They've convinced people <laughs> that they need to buy a new car and they've convinced people that you need to do this. And they've convinced them that you can buy your way into environmentally friendliness. And it's like, yeah. no, just stop traveling so much and stop <laughs> like, and it's, you know, don't buy a new car, keep the car you've got. That's the best thing you can do for the planet. And I think, with electric cars, the technology is going to advance so quickly. Like, could you imagine using an iPhone 3 now or an iPhone 4 or an iPhone 5 now? Like, you, you couldn't do it. And, and the same is going to happen with cars that you're going to be, you you know, you, you lease a car, not own it, and you're going to be turning, people are going to be turning cars over every three, four years and making new ones. And how is that good for the planet? Like, I, it's not, it's it's worse, yeah. <laughs> you know. Buy yeah. a car, keep it for 30 years. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, even so, yeah. even though that old Corolla that Granny's driving that's smoky as anything is probably better than you buying a new car every couple of years. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's and how how yeah, it just, just baffles me how how car manufacturers can convince people that purchasing a new car is the best thing they can do for the planet. Well, I mean, even an electric car with the just with the impact of batteries, like that's just, yeah humongous and yeah you know I, I think it's again that that you know corporates and having to look green and trying to meet a target but 
yeah, like at the end of the day, that's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Some other country is getting decimated just so that yep. you don't have smog and the environment's better, but it's actually not any better off. Nah. So, because really, what's what's at the heart of this problem is is that we all need to accept pretty radical changes in our lifestyle. We all need to accept very if if we're going to have a serious impact, you just need to accept that we can't drive, you know, using a two ton car to move one person to work. 40 kilometers and back every day back and forth is just a really unsustainable way of living and we need to change our lifestyles you need to move closer to work or work from home or change your jobs you know we need to change our economies to allow people to do that we need to you know international shipping you know i mean the fact that we all consume so much stuff made on the other side of the world like that's mm. the problem i mean the fact that people take cruise holidays i'm just as guilty as everyone else but people take cruise holidays and people do all this sort of stuff and it's like if you want to help the environment you need to change your lifestyle not just buy a different car and think you're fine like i don't know but i guess it's just anyway like, it's almost one of the, it's almost one of those arguments that we have that i get wrangled in with people that whinge about on the run and the shahin guys here and stuff like that, that mm. oh they're not pay, paying people right and they're ripping us off and but just if you don't like it don't shop there like, yeah. there's nothing forcing you to buy their goods and products. No. I mean, like, I'll happily go there and they build the bend and support them. Great. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, like, it's just you don't have to buy it. You don't have to do those things. No. Stop. <laughs> if you don't to, want to. To be honest, to be honest, the thing that I'm, I'm grappling with at the moment is that my love of cars and my love of driving and of motorsport and of racing and of travel and all this is all made possible by big oil companies, which are absolutely ruining the environment. And it's like, okay, yes, if I stop driving my car, it's not going to have a jot of deal. But just morally, can I keep supporting companies like Mobile and BP and 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 this? You know, I don't know. To, I don't have, have an to, answer. Have I don't have an answer. But it, yeah. Ne next seem. minute, Andrew buys old 300D Mercedes, starts growing biodiesel. Runs it on chip oil. Runs yeah. it on chip oil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grows long hair and a hair and a beard and sports uh, safari turns into something completely different to what you all signed up for. So bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> no, I don't think we're doing that anytime soon. But I think it's good to talk about it though. I think it's good to be aware of it and it's good to be aware of what our passion is doing and where our money's going and, and what yeah. the result is. I think it's it's very positive. Well, it's just about being conscious. Mm. Exactly. So well, cool. that's a very positive note to finish up on. Do we want <laughs> very, very serious note? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what to say after that now. Got me all, got me all thinking. <laughs> go for a drive. <laughs> Turn the music off. Enjoy. Windows down. <laughs> I'm going to go burn some tyres. <laughs> no. To be fair, that's why I can't quite get on board with drifting because I just feel bad watching all that tyre smoke just going up into the atmosphere. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. One of the reasons. Whatever. Anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do a track down Monday. So <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. I hope you survive that. I hope that, that works out all right for you. That'd be fine. It'd be fine. You got your GoPro there though. Yeah. And if Yay. not, we'll have a great we'll have a great story to tell next week's podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um sorry for the YouTube issues at the start. I don't know why it uh, decided to not stream. And we'll see how long um Missed out. If there's anything missed out, I'll try and download it and re-upload it if that is the case. Um, there you go. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, guys. We, we need to do the, um, just to make sure that at the Sports Car Safari, Instagram, Facebook, please follow us because it really does make a difference. Uh, 
issue four of the magazine production is underway now. So um, you can mm -hmm. still get your issue three through the website. Uh, please buy a sticker or something away there because that actually makes it possible and means we don't have to put our hands into our own pockets to fund stuff, which sticker. is nice. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and uh, I guess, did you want to, oh no, we speak about Lofty? I think we can speak about Lofty. Adelaide Rally, we can hmm. speak briefly. Because hmm. we're we doing the photography again for Adelaide hmm. Rally this year, which is cool. We'll announce, we'll announce it proper, but I think if any of our listeners have got an hour and a half into our podcast, I think they are uh, they deserve, and they deserve <laughs> to know, to hear first. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, 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 we are sponsoring um, the Mount Lofty stage on the Saturday morning of this year's Adelaide Rally, which is pretty cool. Um, and what that'll mean is that we'll have some signage out there. We're going to do some uh, stickers for people that we'll give out to competitors to kind of be like a, hey, I did Mount Lofty. And you only um, get the sticker if you if take you... the start of the stage. We'll be there like two cars back from the start line, stickers through the windows. It's the only way. The or stickers the on the windows, maybe. I don't know. i got to figure out the logistics of mm. it. But it'd be cool if like we could like stick it on the window like a screen. Yeah, yeah. Something. So, but there'll be stickers. Um, yeah. And we are planning on having trophies for fastest times for each of the competition classes up the hill, which will be cool. Mm. Um, I don't know what we're going to coin it yet. If you do have a suggestion for a good idea, I think someone else <laughs> has already got like a King of Wollonga or something. I was going to say, so basically we want to call it King of the Hill, but we don't want to call it King of the Hill. So you've got <laughs> <a> suggestion. <laughs> we can't call it the King of Mount Lofty. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're but there'll do. be lots of signage. The spectator, I think, we're working through some plans with um, with Tim Poskin with the event organisers. But um, the, yeah, the, the sort of the, the hook right where you kind of come up Green Hill Road and hook a right into Summit Road, there'll be a lot of branding around there and a bit of a spectator point and some some activity happening in some fashion. There. Yeah, yeah, we'll have some signage um, up, and I yeah. think we're gonna, I think we're going to shoot photos and video from that corner too. So um, mm. either myself or one of our guys will be up there. Um, doing that on the day as well uh the other thing I we're planning on doing which is which is going to be pretty sick too and i don't i was speaking with ben fitzsimmons about it the other night actually and he was saying we should do jump for cash <laughs> i don't know if we could yes put, i don't know if we could put like we, huh yeah 100 percent. highest jump highest jump on lofty yeah because at the end um, of the day, someone like, will put some money up for that someone someone will put some money up for that. <laughs> We need some hefty disclaimers. If you write your car off trying to get a hundred and fifty dollar prize, well, maybe we just <laughs> maybe we just don't do it for prize. Maybe it's just for the for the gram, the gram, just do it for the grams. But yeah, like jump for cash. So maybe maybe some height signage on the side, a la kind of like rally gravel rally type stuff that they do. Not distance because. Like it's not a long jump, it's a high jump. That it's one. a high, well, yeah. And the other mm. thing as well, the direction that it's running, it's quite a short run up to it anyway. So I don't think anyone yeah. can really do anything too silly. Nah, um, Flash you know, and the Volvo showed us that. <laughs> the highest air, and he was a tour car. He was like higher <laughs> than the comp guys. You can do this. If you're committed enough, you can jump anything up that jump. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. So, same. Just, just get the good, photos. Good exit on the corner and, and Flash and the Volvo S60. Actually, we you the, should post yeah. more of those again. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can be done. Uh, well, yeah. actually, actually, Flash was talking about doing, um, putting a big wing on his car, which would, I'm sure, dat hampen his efforts to get the speed up and get the get the error <laughs> right. If you're going to put a wing on Flash, put it the other way so you're getting lift. Inverse not, it. Not to inverse get it to get yeah, lift yeah. rather than downforce. We also don't want to be responsible for your death, so, um, yeah. so maybe don't. But yeah, anyway, 
Mount Lofty Sports Car Safari uh, will be yeah the title sponsor for the Mount Lofty stage, which I personally think is the best stage of the event. I love that stage. I know yeah. Michael Busby's won it a bunch of times and loves it, and I think it's just the, the most amazing piece of road in the in the state or the country. So we're proud yeah. to proud to put our name to it, and also mm. proud to support um, Adelaide Rally as well because it's it's always you know for years and years it's been a, an amazing event that Tim's put on, mm. and um, you know we, we've gotten photography out of it which has been great and it's mm. given us the ability to do the magazine and um the ability to kind of be a bit more self-sufficient with that which is great so being able to support back the event was a really good yeah. thing when, when tim kind of announced that he was doing stage sponsorships i said to you straight away that hey we, we yeah. should get on this and do it because that'd be cool yeah. and it'd be cool to you know i guess when it's your own backyard and you you kind of <laughs> driven those roads a million times it's, it's pretty cool so and then I'll be over here. Of course, I'm not going to be allowed to travel, so I'll be over <laughs> here eagerly watching everyone's social media accounts getting all homesick and lonely and jealous. But it'll be fun. Ooh. I'll enjoy it. Hey, I wonder if we could do – oh, that might work. What if we could do like a live stream of like Lofty Jump? <laughs> I'll leave that with you. <laughs> Sportscast for a live stream from Lofty. Hmm. And anyway. on that note, thank you for joining in, everyone. We'll see you next week. Sports Gus Fire Podcast.